The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Let me say it one more time. His passer rating, 91.8, okay? It's higher than Joe Burrow's and Trevor Lawrence's. Let me stop right there, Jeff. Would you rather have Justin or, or Joe Burrow? Would I rather have Justin or Joe Burrow? Well, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow's on IR, and then Justin's, uh, you Come know, 2-0. and oh. uh, I Right now, I'd rather have Justin. Now, if you, if you, do you think the Bengals would, too? If you call the Bengals right now and say, you can have an active Justin Fields and we'll take your hurt guy, what do you think the Bengals would say? Yes? uh, Probably not because they drafted Joe Burrow. Like we drafted Justin Fields. And he took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he took him to the Super Bowl with a a pretty good cast of characters. Do you think we can get Mahomes? Can we we get Mahomes today? Or Josh Allen. Buy low on Mahomes, maybe, or or yes. Or Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Well, the way way Mahomes has been playing, he has been playing like uh, the MVP, like he does on those uh, uh, State Farm commercials. Jeff, again, I'll ask you again. Would you rather have Justin or Patrick Mahomes? Give me Justin Fields. Okay. That's right. I love Jeff. Jeff's the one that called us several weeks ago and said the Bears are going to run the table and win them all out. And so far, he's two for two. Maybe he's right and we're crazy. Amen. Maybe. He may be correct. I am open to that. I don't know everything. I barely know anything. Right. Maybe Jeff is the one that possesses all of the football wisdom that we're all searching for. It could be. Don't stop believing. <clears throat> it could be. Could be. We'll look back on this in four years and saying those boobs were making fun of him. Yeah. He had all the answers yeah. all along. We we got to send him something. If they run the table and we giggled at him, we got to send him something. We may have even pledged something him? to him. What do you want to? Well, he should come on by the uh, broadcast on Friday. We should get him something nice, though. Like what? Maybe I'll buy him a Dodger hat. No, we'll give, him some gear. Nice. we'll give him some gear. We'll Justin give him some gear. Justin Fields jersey from Tino's yes. or something like there that. There you go. If they run the table, we will buy him a Justin Fields. I will purchase it, and we will deliver it to Jeff, a Justin Fields jersey, or the jer- another jersey of somebody else if he prefers. It, it doesn't sound like he would prefer anybody else's jersey. Would, but I would ask him. He probably already has a Justin Fields well, jersey. Well, get him another one. You like can a, always have more than one. Right. Like if he already more than has one pair of underwear. Well, if he has a navy blue one, he, we could get him the orange one. Right. Or the one in white. It's just one of something isn't necessarily all you need. By the way, I can can I pull a little Tom Brady? Can I be Tom Brady for just give me thirty seconds? You you cannot be Tom Brady. I'm going to be Tom Brady. You, you for don't 30 look seconds. like Tom Brady. You, you don't play like Tom Brady. You're, so you're, let me you're dream. way older. Let me dream. You're not healthy like Tom Brady. It's true. You're nothing like Tom Brady. I just share his sentiment that this league is ridiculously mediocre. I heard Shay and and the good kid talking about two exciting games last night. I won't deny that there was intrigue. There's no doubt about it. But the overall play 
this year, my God. And I'm not going to stop watching. I'm not going to stop gambling on it. I'm not going to petition against it. I'm not going to change my habits in any way, shape, or form. But I am going to say it's been a pretty crappy product for the majority of the year across the league, hasn't it? The NFC has 11 of 16 teams that are below 500 right now. Two of seven. Two of the seven playoff teams as of today are under 500. The entire NFC South is under 500. Okay, so... I'm it, just making a statement that is very obvious. I'm master it, of the obvious it, right it, now. Is this a cyclical thing? Is could it, be. It, it may is, change down the stretch right, over the next are, four weeks. We could get a great playoffs. Do you know how or, many teams played backup? This is part of it. Backup quarterbacks or backup to backups. The Patriots, the Steelers, the Colts, the Bengals, the Browns, the Jets, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Seahawks. I counted nine who had backups playing. Or backups to the backups. And that's not even... These are guys... Like, there were other teams that had to play some backups at some point. That's over 25% of the league is starting a backup quarterback at this time. Well, what's the solution? I don't know that there is one. You just ride it out. It's the roller coaster that is the NFL in so many different ways. Like, the AFC... You could probably build a different, you know, a different bridge. Because in the AFC, there's 11 of 16 teams... That are above 500. Makes sense, right? So, I mean, like, this is crazy. But even with the AFC, we had two AFC teams playing yesterday. Yeah. It wasn't a good football game. I mean, it was, I mean, at the end. Yeah, at the end, it was One of it your was elite exciting. teams, the Dolphins, gave up a 14-point lead to the Tennessee Titans. And give I the- was shocked by that. Like, I was, I was focused more. I was not in a room. I didn't go down to the basement. I was being lazy. I was a one TV guy yesterday because well, you, it was yeah. lazy. Yeah. And I was watching, I was focused more on the Green Bay game after the Bulls finish. By the way, so. Th- Is that th- weird? No. Because th- once I saw the Dolphins up 14, I'm like, that's over. The Titans aren't coming back. Do you know who the Dolphins, this is a good example. Do you know who the Dolphins have beaten this year? The Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Panthers, the Patriots again, the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders. That's who they've beaten. You know who they've lost to? The Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and now the Titans. So anytime that team that everyone loves, and for good reason, they're very exciting, whenever they step up in class against a team that is decent, they fall down. And they don't just lose. They lose convincingly. They lost to the Bills 48-20. to They lost to the Eagles 31-17. to They lost to the Chiefs 21-14. to And the Chiefs are struggling right now. I'm telling you. I'll give you one more real quick. Do you know how? You do know because I told you this at the break. The Detroit Lions, with nine wins leading our division, they have one win against a winning team this year. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs from week one. Opening weekend. Opening, oh, that was the primetime game. And you that may was be, a Thursday game, yes, right? You may be right. We may just, and I think it is. We're in a valley. That's just, this is the way the NFL season goes. It's like, you, you know yeah, what? Yeah, we're addicted. With with uh, unapologetically, like I'm just I'm we're, being we're the master. We're smoking bad weed and we're like cool with it. Yes, we got skunk weed here. Still weed. I'm gonna pass it along. It's right. It's still weed. What do they say? Puff puff pass. Is yes. that still the thing? Puff puff fumble pass. So yeah, and that's you're good looking, at, with you're a looking little... at Smokey back yeah. there, right? Hey Smokey, puff uh, puff here. pass is still a thing. Yes. 
I'm just saying, like last night. Puff, puff. That was that sounded like a, a weed guy laugh yeah. right there. <laughs> puff, puff, fumble, pass. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I get. I'm not. I'm not changing my viewing habits. I'm not changing how I, you know, enjoy the game. It's just master of the obvious right now. I'm enunciating what everybody can see with their own two eyes is the league is ridiculously mediocre right now. Now, here's hoping that this is the stretch run, the final four games of the season where teams start to play their best. It's like, uh, I mean, I'm glad to see the Bears playing their best football at this point. Right. Will will the other teams, will the Eagles kind of regroup after a tough stretch? I don't think so. The 49ers lost three in a row before the bye. And what I was going to tell you is that the Bills, I think, I agree with you. Do you remember the one Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers won? I think it was one of their worst record seasons. Of the, didn't they have to go on the road? I think most so. Most of the games that they beat the Bears in the NFC Championship game that year. Um, I think this is that year for the Bills. By the way, do you know what seed the Bills currently are? The seven or the six? Eleventh. Well, right now. Right. That's what I said. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Right that's now, good. the Bills are the they're 11th getting seed. They're getting in. I don't dispute that. I think that the Bills, like that of, of the teams. That's the team no one wants to play. Right. I mean, the Bengals they're, are ahead of them. The they're going to go on the road. The they're going to win. Th- watch. They're going to go on the road, and they're going to win three three rounds. Uh, out of all the wouldn't, years. Wouldn't be that, shocked. That, that they were picked, that they could have had a home field, that everyone said it's so hard to go upstate New York and to win. And then they've lost. This is the year they'll go on the road. They'll go into Baltimore. They'll win. They're going to go into these places, and they're going to win. And, Wouldn't shock me yeah, one bit. And, and and Baltimore, at the end of the, the year, will be standing through all the adversity. Wouldn't shock me one bit. You know who the four seed is in the NFC right now? You should be able to guess. The four seed, because it's, it's the uh, Niners and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Those no, are no, the top no. three. The four, top four seeds will be your division leaders, the Eagles and the oh, Cowboys. Oh, yeah, 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 that's trash. And, yeah. and they're going to be hosting uh, one the of Tampa the— Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, yeah, at 6-7 and seven are currently they, the four seed. They need to change that rule. It, 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 it's not right. I wouldn't be— They're four team divisions. Four. And just because you're the best of four doesn't mean you should host a round. When a team is— Way better. Like that NFC East, remember when it was the least, is so stacked. And now, like, the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to have to go on the road and play one, like, that team? Yeah. Not it's fair. Just, it, it's, look, I'm excited about the direction in a lot of ways. Our team has kind of, you know, we're, we're way from being a finished product. But we're five and eight in the hunt, and everyone's excited. Well, right, and that's that gets me to my point about Shay. And like, I heard Shay saying, like, uh, he doesn't like the narrative. I saw what's his name too. Who's the four? Greg Gabriel. This everyone's buzzword is narrative. When when it's simply an opinion, it's an opinion. I I'm not a big fan of the Bears head coach. I'm not. He has presided over three of the worst. Losses in Bears history. Last year's Lions game, this year's Broncos game, and a couple of weeks ago, the loss against the Lions. Those are horrible losses. Just because 
they've won two in a row and they've gone five and four recently doesn't mean all of a sudden he's a good coach. Just like I can look at a player who's on a winning team and I could still say that guy you can replace and be a and be have a better wide receiver on your team. You can get better and you can upgrade that guy, even though he was a part of your winning team. When just I w- for the fans, just real quick, I'll add to your narrative, so to speak. Your five wins are against the Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, the Vikings with a backup to a backup, and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, no, look, the Lions wins are good. The Lions win is good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I do like the way they're playing. But I would challenge Shea or anybody else. What makes Matt Eberflus a good coach? His defense is playing well. I would say his defense is playing well now when they've added players like we talked about yesterday. It's the players, and they've been built because they now have good players. I believe most good defensive coordinators would have that defense playing good football. I don't believe Matt Eberflus is a good leader of men. I don't believe he's a good dynamic personality. I don't believe that he has a good offensive coordinator. I don't believe they run through a wall for him. Um, I don't believe that even as a defensive coordinator at the end of football games, he has shown you that he can close games. Quite the contrary. He has shown you that he is going to play prevent defense and not finish football games. Like if we go through a checklist of what you want in a head coach, you want a guy who can stand in front of the room and be a guy who is going to be a face of your franchise. Who, set your culture. Who's going to set your culture, be a dynamic leader. I don't believe Matt Eberflus does any of that. And if you tell me, well, Sylvie, if they keep winning games, you can't get rid of them. Let me give you a little history of recent Chicago sports teams. We've cited the Chicago Cubs, and recently we have talked about David Ross. It goes well beyond David Ross. In 2014... In the same situation that the Chicago Bears were in, the Cubs were a rebuilding team. The Cubs under Ricky Renneria in that season were 42 and 61. Down the stretch in the 2014 season, the Cubs went 31 and 28, setting up the 2015 Cubs. Do you know what the Cubs did? They didn't look at the winning record down the stretch and say, we're good under Ricky. They had a better option than Ricky. And they hired Joe Madden. They fired Ricky Renneria. They weren't wowed by the shiny object of a 31-28 finish. They said, we can do better than Ricky Renneria. He is not our real head coach, our real manager. We're going to go out and get Joe Madden. By the way, in which... Joe Madden won them a World Series. Joe Madden in 2019 was 84 and 78 in 2019. Joe Madden was not renewed as the Cubs manager. They weren't wowed by all the playoff performances. They weren't wowed by winning the World Series. They weren't wowed by 84 and 78. They still said the record doesn't matter. We can do better. The White Sox, by the way, when 35 and 25 in 2020. 
a year early they arrived in the COVID year. They went to the playoffs against the Oakland A's under, guess who? Ricky Renteria. Same guy. They were 10 games over 500 in a rebuild like the Bears. They weren't, Shea, wowed by the record. They looked at the manager and they said, not good enough. And they fired him. And they hired, they did it wrong, Tony LaRusso. Maybe they should have stayed with Ricky. Well, or, or they should have let their general manager hire right. the right guy. Well, and, and, I, can't, I can't lead them to water. Right. Look, and that's, that's the moral to my story. The Bears have to hire the right guy. Yes, no the question. Bear, let, 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 me, let me give you more history lesson for you. Matt Nagy, in 2020, went 8-8 and led the Bears to the postseason. You knew it. I knew it. All of Bears fans knew it. It was time to fire him. It was time to fire him. It's time to move on. But the, what did the Bears do? They fell in love with the playoff performance. They said, let's give him another year. Not only did they give him another year, they allowed them to, to move up in the draft and draft a quarterback. Draft a quarterback. And what happens when you don't learn from a past failure? You make the same mistake again. You're going to make the same mistake again. The Bears made the playoffs. They liked the 8-8. Eight and eight, And they kept Matt Nagy. And then all of a sudden, that mistake set them back a couple of more years. The next year, they fired Matt Nagy. Don't let history repeat itself simply because you went 8-8 eight and eight and you made a postseason. If they finish with eight wins, don't make the same mistake again. This is the same franchise, by the way, that fired Lovey Smith with a 10-6 and six record. If you allow yourself to fire Lovey Smith with a 10-6 and six record, you can fire Matt Eberflus, who has no leadership ability, who doesn't come with a good offensive coordinator, who doesn't lead men. You can move on from Matt Eberflus. Don't get wowed by the shiny object of a good finish. By the way, you can listen to the Matt Eberflus show Mondays at 2.10 right here on ESPN. Just want to remind people that they can catch the coaches show. You're right. You're absolutely right. And some hosts would paint it up because we have the Eberflus show. I can't look at myself in the mirror simply because we have the Matt Eberflus show and allow myself to sell you something that I don't believe in as a Bears fan. So I've given you the history. You can... You can lie to yourself and say, if the Bears finish 8-9, and nine, oh, we're trending upwards. So is Ricky Renneria. So is Matt Nagy at the end of his year. Lovey Smith was 10-6. and six. Joe Madden won playoff series and a World Series, and they let him go. The record isn't the only thing. This guy, if you break him down like a player, what is he as far as his tangible leadership skills. Well, I think you could even, I was, I mean, I wasn't going to, I didn't even think of this until you made that statement. If you break it down, look, it's no different than they decided Roquan was a good player, but they wanted to upgrade in a number of spots. So they moved on from Roquan. And in place of Roquan, you had Tremaine Edmonds, you've got TJ Edwards, and they got a pick as well, right? That turned into... Stevenson, it, is it? it? It's another. So, like no, it's, Stevenson was in the um, 
It was, was in the, it was, was in it the, 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 the Carolina pick. Okay, whatever it was, but you got another and you got a pick. So you got two right. players and a pick basically for, you know, for the cost of one player. That, that's the point. You can like Roquan and you can say he's a good guy, and but he doesn't fit going forward. I, I and think, with what we do, you can do the same thing with Matt Eberflus. I think the, even the more recent example is is David Ross moving on from David Ross right. to Craig Council. And, and we've Council. been saying that, and that's and, why I didn't go there. Yeah, because we've been. I wanted to give you some more historical perspective in this town, and we can do other teams that have chosen to move on after winning Super Bowls. Don't get fooled by Matt Eberflus, who is. At best, a defensive coordinator for another team. This is not a man who should be leading your franchise going forward, especially when you may have to draft a quarterback. He may have to hire a new offensive coordinator. He's definitely going to have to hire a new defensive coordinator. When you have to rebuild a coaching staff, move on and hire the next head coach. I think it's it's. Not just in sports, in all aspects of life. If, if you've got an opportunity to upgrade yourself in a very important position, you do it. It's, it's the same dilemma that they are faced with at the quarterback position, as you said, because they have the first overall selection. They're going to have the pick of the litter, so to speak. If you feel you can upgrade your position, whether it's coach, it's quarterback, it's linebacker, it's whatever it is, you owe it to your organization to make the decision that makes you the best franchise. Now, I will say... I'm not going to dispute everything that you said. You may find out that Matt Eberflus is a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. And I think that I could come to that conclusion pretty quickly. That I think he shows some really good characteristics as a defensive coordinator. I believe, as I said earlier in the year, the two firings of the guys on his staff. You're right. I mean, I, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know how well he sets the tone or the culture. Last year, his guys did play hard for him. You didn't see them let go of the rope other than maybe the Detroit game last year. This group is playing significantly better football this year. So I would say that he has done some stuff that is good, but it doesn't mean you should stop looking for a way to improve your organization. And like you always said about the drug stuff, I don't give him credit for players not letting go of the rope. I don't. That's fine. Um, I do give them credit for being a defense that has gone from where they were to where they are now. And it is, yes, a lot to do with players that are playing well and are healthy. But it is also coaches putting guys in position for them to make plays. So I think that that, for me, is more of a collaborative effort. They're playing better defensively. They also blew a three-touchdown lead no question. to Absolutely. Denver. And they blew a, a two-touchdown lead to Detroit with four minutes left or three minutes there's, left. There's like no that, doubt. Like, that, that is unacceptable. That, that is, can never happen. And it happened true. twice. I just, I see a little with more positive as there. as a defensive coordinator. Yes, but I don't, look, I, I would never stop looking for somebody that I feel gives you a better chance to be a better organization, regardless of the situation. They've been handed a mess. Like, this has been a complete rebuild. Last year was a complete teardown. To expect them, we we expected them to win seven or eight games. We expected them to show tremendous improvement or significant improvement. You're finally starting to see some of that in different ways. So me personally, I will give him some credit for some of that, but it's not like at this point I don't feel beholden to him 
if I've got a better option, right. then I'm going to pursue it like the Cubs did and other teams have right. done in the past. I, I just wanted to point out to people that it's more than just saying, oh, well, he's winning, so now he's got to stay. Like, other people are rooting for them to lose because they think if they do win, they have to keep him. You don't have to. No. Not if you're smart. I've, I've given you examples where many teams in this town in recent history have chosen to fire their leaders after winning seasons. Listen, we, we hear people all the time in this town, regardless of sport, talk about we should we set the bar higher and expect more from our teams, right? Yeah. They're five and eight. Like, you should expect if there is an, a better option at coach, at offensive coordinator, at quarterback, regardless of the position, if there are better options that you have a legitimate opportunity to pursue and you don't pursue them, then I don't believe you're doing what's in the best interest of your organization. What do you think? 312-332-3776. I, I, look, I've, I've told you that I'm in like with Justin Fields, not in love, but I think that Justin Fields is way, 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 way better at his job. <laughs> Than Matt Eberflus. That's fine, but the question, the same question has to be asked. Of course. Is there somebody that's, out there that is a better option than him? Of course. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm saying is that if we're doing that same exercise yes. with Justin Fields, don't just say that the win-loss record is fait accompli with Matt Eberflus. And I would say, to emphasize the same point, if you're willing to do it with the head coach and the offensive coordinator, then you also have to be willing to hold the, the quarterback of to the course. same standard. And we have. Yeah. That's, no, I that's mean, just my like point. everybody that is looking to evaluate the organization. Uh, you can't hold the coaching staff to one standard. Of course. But the other players at different positions to a different standard. Um, all right. So if you want to react to that, we've got full phone lines. We'll take all your calls next. Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. 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 Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Before we get to the phone calls real quick, I just wanted to let you know that um, Patrick Mahomes has apologized for his outburst and, outburst and his interaction with Josh Allen. I don't know if you saw that. He said, you know what, I regret how I responded, how I acted, and I wasn't a very good role model, and I am terribly sorry to Josh Allen as well because he had nothing to do with it, and I feel shame. By the way, uh, Duke quarterback Riley Leonard has transferred to Notre Dame. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, there's a little... It didn't really work so well with Sam Hartman last year, right? When he transferred from... It was uh, terrible, a six wasn't year. I don't think it was what they were hoping for. Yeah, their offense ran out of steam at a certain point. You remember they changed coordinators because our guy, Tommy Reese, was down in Alabama. He's down in Bama right now. 
Uh, I, there's other stuff, but, you know, I figured you want to take these calls so we can do that. Right. I can bring you some poop stories or something later in the show. Right. You want to take these calls? Sure. Right, you see. asked for them. You got it, Toyota. Yeah. Let's go places. All right, what do we got here? Uh, Chris in Crown Point. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. I was just uh, listening to what you were saying, and you're kind of stealing my thunder a little bit about Eberflus and the, the recent record. And I did listen to, to Shay a little bit ago, how he was tooting his horn uh, about saying. And I just think everyone overreacts with one game. And if you look at the, the history of the just this year of the games they've won and, and lost, I mean, after every win or loss, it, it's just a huge overreaction. And uh, if you go back to the Raiders game, they won with Bajan against Brian Hoyer. The Chargers game, they got smoked. They looked horrible. They wanted his head then. The Saints game, they lost. Uh, the Panthers game, they barely won against the bad Panthers team at home. At the Lions, they blew that game. At the Vikings, they you know won over Josh Dobbs, even though I think they were plus four in turnover differential. Um, by two, they almost blew that game. And then this game, they had a great game, this last Lions game. So I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit and, and say, look, look at the overall kind of record, even that five and eight, which is bad. It, people are starting to come around to them now, and I think that's just a, a, bad, a bad way to think. Right. And I, look, I didn't even get into the personnel moves on uh, DJ Moore not being in the game against Green Bay and the head coach not knowing why or Montez Sweat not being in the game uh, on the last series of the game against Detroit. And, and remember the outrage going around then that your, your pass rusher wasn't even on the field. By and the way, the, have you seen that? I mean, I read them to you yesterday courtesy of uh, Chris Emma. From Marquis, the stats with this defense with Mark uh, Montez Sweat, the five games He's since a being acquired maker now, yeah, two hundred seventy-two yards and eighteen points per game with eleven sacks, eleven takeaways. That's he, a difference he, he's maker. He's been fantastic. Yes, he has. He's made everybody a little bit better at their jobs. They played better. They've, they're healthy. Everyone's back in the lineup. You've got a, I think, a back seven that's got some serious talent, and all they needed was a little bit more push up front from their front four, and they're getting that now. Stan on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Stan? Hey, how you doing, Waddle Seal? How y'all doing today? Good. We're good. Good, good, good. Go Bears. That was Go a Bears. good game. Good, good win Sunday. Yeah, I just want to uh, say, you know, first we need to kind of keep everything in context because I think we're getting kind of out of context. Because you, it, when you look at last year, I think last year was a successful year because they accomplished the goal, which was to tear everything down. Okay, acquire draft picks for all for you know for everything that you had. They got more draft capital. Okay, then they were able to get the number one pick, parlay that into more picks. Okay, so coming into this year, I think that was a successful what they did. So this is really year one of the rebuild. Okay, now that's Waddle's perspective too. Now, Stan, you, that's, a very, that's a very astute point. It's one that I've married myself to as well this year. By this being well, one the, the first year of the rebuild, we have to look at the team improving. Now we know they came out slow out the gates because of preseason. Everybody was kind of doing that in the NFL this year. Okay, coming out slow, they went zero and four the first month. Now they kind of picking things up, okay, and going and, and getting better. Everybody's getting acclimated, and it seems like they uh, 
they do they gel it as a team. Now, you have to look at they won three games last year. If they win seven or eight games this year, how can you get rid of that man? And y'all know that that's Poles' boy. Him and Poles is tight. Eberflus It's going to be very difficult to get rid of Eberflus if he gets the seven or eight wins. Now, Warren is probably going to. If, if they do get rid of, uh, get, do get rid of Eberflus, it's going to have to be Warren. I doubt if it's going to be Poles. I doubt if he, I doubt if he's going to have the nerve to do it. It's going to have to be Warren. And what else do we see out there that's going to be better to bring in now? I don't really see. What what are the candidates? We got to lay everything out and, and look at the pros and cons. Who's better? Who are we bringing in? Harbaugh is not leaving Michigan. We might as well give up on that. Well, would you know that? Okay. I don't know. Okay. So I don't see him. I don't. I don't see him leaving Michigan. What would you? Have all. you talked to him? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't no, I'm just saying. By the, way, by, by the way, everything is going right now. I would say that he's staying. I see. This is the question about. But Jim Toostan is, is, and I don't know. I, I'm asking. Now, there's been the rumor out there that they were working. And thanks for the call, Stan. We appreciate the passion. And I agree with you about this is year one of the rebuild. Um, that there was a, like a five-year, $11 million a year contract. I don't know if that's whatever is legit or what isn't. Remember, the NCAA still hasn't ruled. Mm-hmm. Like, there may be some unrest that exists when this football season is over and the NCAA finishes their quote-unquote investigation, whatever penalty that the Michigan may be facing. That's expectation, I don't, isn't I don't, it? I think, and I don't know what the, you know, the president of the university or the AD or the collection of people who run that, that school will feel about. I don't know. I have no idea. Not sure. Look, I'm not so being... I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that... Jim is leaving or staying. I just don't know. I have no idea. Look, I, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm trying to get out of the valley, and I'm not looking to repeat mistakes. If they keep Eberflus, you drafting a, a quarterback? And then what happens in a year from now after you draft a quarterback if you choose to do that, and then you you fire then Eberflus if he doesn't deliver next year? And then now all of a sudden you're bringing in another new coach. These are all totally important questions. I am looking. People always want to ask, why don't quarterbacks survive in Chicago? Because we keep making the same mistakes. Well, sometimes we pick the wrong guys. Well, Right. And we got to pick the right guys. And Mitch wasn't the right guy. So we pick the wrong guys as quarterbacks. Or we pick the wrong coaches. Or we pick both guys wrong. Right. And... Or we develop them wrong. So if we choose to keep Eberflus and then we keep Getze or whatever, or we think we can, we can like, uh, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face and get a new uh, offensive coordinator now. We'll keep Eberflus, but we'll get a new OC. We'll get a new DC. And then we'll pick a new quarterback. And then all of a sudden, we don't like the performance in year three of Eberflus. And we're like, all right, we, we, we should have fired him last year. And then we'll pick the new. We'll we'll have Caleb Williams here because we chose that. And then in in Caleb Williams' first year, he's learning the OC's uh, offense. And in year two, we're bringing in a new head coach. Sorry, I spit. Um, in year two, we're bringing in another new offense. Or you keep this coordinator, you change co- uh, quarterback, you change coordinators, and now Justin is learning his third offense in right, four years. Right. Or, or we're limiting our head coaching search to only like the, 
the guys who like Caleb Williams. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, like it, it, it doesn't promote it, uh, again. Like unison. This is, I am trying to get out of this freaking valley of suckage. I've talked about the circle of suck. And as a Bears fan, it's not being hateful towards Eberflus. It's being hateful of being in the valley of mediocrity and losing. I believe, though, that there is still things, and, and I understand how you feel, there's still four games left in this season. And an NFL season is a lifetime. And it will either confirm your feelings in a lot of ways, or it may be... You may become more conflicted with them based on what transpires between now and then. I've made up my mind. I've I've made up my mind that they must do better at the head coaching position. If they run the table and find themselves in the postseason, they're not. Or run the table and don't find themselves in the postseason. But let's say they go to Cleveland and beat the Browns, a good defense. I think it's going to be a better measuring stick game than some of the other ones we've seen them play. And then you win the two at home, and then you finish up with a win at Green Bay. When we all know how important playing against Green Bay is to this new front office. Like, you go up there and maybe ruin their postseason. Like, the, the thought that there is going to be significant change if that happens is unlikely. Okay. okay. I'm just I, saying. Like, you but, you, you but, fired Lovey at 10 and 6. I get it. Yeah, like, the but, Sox but he fired was 10 the, years the, 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 at that the, point. The Sox fired uh, Ricky after uh, a postseason birth. Right. I'm the just, Cubs fired Joe Madden. Totally. And I am an Don't enormous. Don't be mesmerized. I am. I'm not mesmerized. I'm also an advocate of you should always be looking to upgrade your organization at, at the important spots. And if you can find people that are better at their jobs than the current people that you have, then you have to consider it on a number of fronts. 312-332-3776. More of your phone calls coming up next. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Did you get sick of the the uh, Tommy DeVito agent stuff last night? He uh, He's coming to town, you know that? He Not is, just Santa. Yeah. I, I, the reason I asked, I didn't get sick of it. I thought it was a pretty funny story. I thought it was highly entertaining, especially watching the Giants. A lot of kissing. Beat the, uh, beat the Packers. By the way, the Giants have now won three in a row. And guess what? The Giants are in the hunt. They're with us at 5-8, and eight, right? Correct. I think we're behind them for various reasons. But they're in the hunt. 5-8 and eight is what gets you in the hunt these days. 5-8. Mm. and eight. Uh, Anyway, I guess Peyton Manning was sick of the whole thing. At some point oh, last night. Did he get sick of it? Yeah. Uh, he's, it, it, it says here, yeah, uh, Peyton was quoted as saying he looks like Johnny Fontaine from The Godfather. Uh, he said that to Eli. Uh, and then I guess... I cannot uh, be made to look ridiculous. Is that Johnny Fontaine or is it somebody else? I'll buy, your, uh, uh, I'll, I'll buy that. Who is Johnny Fontaine? I forget. He's from... supposed to be Frank Sinatra, right? Isn't oh, that... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Yes. Good call, Charlie. Good call. Chuck Wagon delivering right there. Wouldn't expect that from the youngsters, but you're right. Anyway, Peyton, oh. the video player is currently playing in Godfather. Ad. Don't show the agent, Peyton said, as the camera panned to a, an embrace between DeVito, 25, and Giants head coach. Brian Dable. They're showing the agent more than they do the Chiefs family section, Peyton remarked. So it sounded like Peyton got a little bit 
got a little uh, irritated when they were they were showing the the family celebrating. It's a really good story. Yeah, and by the way, I don't get sick of that. Listen, the kid made some really important throws. The kid played well last night. Maybe scouting isn't so good. With what, uh, what's his name, Purdy is doing in San Francisco's Mr. Irrelevant, our guy Bajant. Uh, now, uh, all of a sudden here. Don't may, know. May, maybe they're letting quarterbacks, you know, and Trey Lance is going how early? Zach Wilson's going how early? I'm not ready to say that Tommy DeVito is the long-term answer for the Giants or anyone else. I'm, not I'm just giving credit uh, where I'm, credit I'm is not due. Either. That he has right. now stepped in and under his guidance as their quarterback. But maybe they've may, won three in a row. Maybe these guys are closer than the gap is perceived. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I oh, do I, know what you're saying, and I think the fact that these are guys that have taken a thousand, you know, plus snaps at the collegiate level, especially with these guys in Division One. There is some credence to experience. Mm-hmm. And by the way, his last three games, his last four games against Dallas, Washington, New England, and Green Bay. So Dallas is really the only really big, good team there. He's got a 68 quarterback rating, a 137.7 quarterback rating, a 104 quarterback rating, and a 114 That's amazing. quarterback rating in those four games. And in those four games... He's thrown seven touchdowns and one interception. And by the way, he had been sacked 15 times in the previous two games. And the Green Bay Packers sacked him zero mm. times last night. He, he the Packers, him. to me, looked like a young, young, the youngest team in the NFL. They looked like a young team that thought they were going into New York to play this Giants team. That's playing Tommy DeVito, a quarterback, and they were just going to walk in and walk out with a win. And Tommy DeVito was the better quarterback yesterday, was better and more accurate than what's-his-face up there. Do you want to do a, uh, a Fields versus player B? Or is this... is If it floats your boat, I or mean... You don't want to do it then, huh? Well, I don't care. It's up to you. It doesn't... Like, those things... You don't like that. No, I don't... It's not that I don't like them. They're just... They're very subjective. Well, that's my point. Like, do you know the CBS thing that's been going around that... There was a tweet that went around that... Justin has the 93 quarterback rating or whatever it is, and it's higher than Mahomes. It's higher than Herbert. It's higher than this. Play the game the other way, right, too. of course. That's, that's all I'm trying yeah. to point out yeah. is that, like, you could, stats, you know, you could flip it. Of course. So, I, I want to I, I throw Of course, I'll play any game. Let's play any game. Let's play game next. Uh, 312-332-3776. Because I do want to play you what they were saying on Get Up. We never got to this. We we just spent the last hour talking about Eberflus's uh, future. Let's talk about Justin's future. And Greeny's been very passionate about keeping fields. That the Bears should keep fields. So let's play that perspective coming up. We'll do that next.